This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Oh, shoot. Good morning. It's Sister Lisa, and I have Sister Stephanie with me as well. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Stephanie. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, and have a great day, and God bless everyone on the call. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Shreden. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Oh, good morning. Same to you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you as well. God's got our back all the time. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Shara. Good morning, Shara. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. This is Tina. Good morning, Tina. Happy Wednesday. Same to you. Thank you. You guys having a prayer line this morning? Good morning. This is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Felicita. Thank you. Tina, were you asking you. a question? Oh, you're okay. Tina. Were you asking a question? Yes, I was asking if the prayer line was on. I tried to have been catching it, but i missing it. <laughs> so to say, I finally caught it. So I was just oh, checking it. Yes, yes, yes. We're having, we're going to have prayer this morning and then the declaration. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Thank you. You're so welcome. Good morning, valuable. It's um, Resilient Restore Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. 
Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good to hear your sound. Yes, have a super dope blessed day. Thank you so much, you too. Tina, did you have a prayer request? I just wanted, to, if so, I would I would uh, read it off for you. Yes, just to continue with my health um, and healing from my surgery. And um, also me and a special uh, prayer sister have been praying for our youth and um, around the nation. <laughs> okay, got it. Thank you. You're so welcome. Hey, good morning, Vivi. It's Dee Dee. Good morning, Dee Dee. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Just blessed to have breath this morning. Bless you. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Good morning, Valuable. Oh, I'm sorry. I cut. I was talking over you. Who's this? Oh, this is Miss Dee. That's okay. Okay, go ahead. This is Catherine. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Catherine. I believe I heard Miss D as well. Yes. Good morning. Good Happy morning, sister. Good morning, family. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Yvette. Good morning, Yvette. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Sanai Jay. Good morning, Sanai Jay. Happy Wednesday. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us during the month of February, where our monthly theme is entitled Radical Obedience. All the declarations will focus on the importance of being radically obedient to the will and plan of God, which allows us to walk and live with purpose. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Secondly, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declare victory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have one prayer request, spoken prayer request, and that's from Tina. 
she is asking for um, prayer for um, as she's healing from her surgery. She's also asking for prayer for the youth around the nation. Lift her up for complete healing in her body, and we'll be praying for the youth around the nation. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Revelations. Chapter 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Rochelle. Have a blessed day. Good morning, good morning, good morning, family. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning. Glory to the name of God. Just take a moment just to take a breath in and exhale. In and exhale. And just reverence the breath of God, the Ruhas that he allowed us to have on this day. So, Father, we thank you for this day, a new day that we've never seen before, oh God. We give you glory and honor, oh God, for a new day that you have given us, oh God. Hallelujah. To come humbly and boldly to your throne of grace, oh God. To give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor that is due unto you, oh God because of who you are and because of who we are, oh God. Lord, we thank you for your glory. Hallelujah, your new mercies, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for your grace. Hallelujah, and your unmerited favor, oh God. Lord, that you grant to us, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we come, oh God, to you because we are thankful, oh God, unto you, oh God, to the only just God who is able Hallelujah, to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever think or ask. So, Lord, we come this day and we entrust our works unto you. And I know that our plans will work out well because we do everything you ask, oh God, with the help of Christ and the Holy Spirit that gives us strength and power, that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us in Philippians 4, 13. Lord, we commit thy works unto you, Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established in Proverbs 16 and 3, O God. Lord, we come reverencing your name, O God. Hallelujah, the name above all names, O God. Adonai, O God, the Lord our sovereign. Elohim, God, the God of Israel. Lord, El Elyon, the Lord most high. Lord, El Roi, that sees everything, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord, El Shaddai. Hallelujah, the God who is sufficient for the needs of his people. Lord, thank you, hallelujah, for being Jehovah Jireh, Lord, our provider. Lord, thank you above all, oh God, that you are Jehovah Nisi, our banner, oh God, 
the banner of victory, O oh God, that covers us and that shields us, O oh God. Lord, we thank you, O oh God that you are, hallelujah, Jehovah Shema, the Lord that is present at all times, oh God. Hallelujah, that we can call on you, that you are a God that inclines the ear, that you never slumber and that you never sleep, oh God, that you're always available, oh God, to us. Hallelujah, Jehovah Tiskanu, oh God, the Lord of righteousness, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord, that shows an example of what righteousness is, oh God, that is holy, be ye holy, for you are holy, O oh God. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah, for your goodness, O oh God, that shines on us like the sun with the healing and, the, and its rays, O oh God. But for you, hallelujah, who fear my name with all still reference, and the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forward and leap joyfully like calves released from the stall, in Malachi 4 and 2. So we thank you, O oh God, for, um, for Tina, O oh God, who is requesting, hallelujah, for the people to come together and ask you for uh, to continue to heal her body and make it whole, O oh God, from the surgery, O oh God. Lord, we thank you that sometimes we have to go and uh, have things done that helps us to get back to a state where we can uh, uh, progress and keep going, oh God. Sometimes illnesses and afflictions try to get in our way of, of life, oh God. But we know that you are the supreme healer, oh God. That you are wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon you, and by your stripes, Lord, we were healed, oh God. Hallelujah, we were healed because you were healed of what you did on Calvary, oh God. So we are healed of every illness and every affliction, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, hallelujah, that we can have the hope, oh God. Hallelujah, in you, who are, who is Jehovah Rapha, our healer, oh God. Lord, we thank you, oh God, as she's petitioning, oh God, as we all uh, are praying for the youth, oh God. Lord, help us to be able to call the youth out, oh God. Lord, even when we're driving down the street or we come and encounter the youth, oh God, help us to be mindful, just to say a little prayer. We don't know what's going on in each one of their lives, but we do know, hallelujah, that you are the same God that does everything for us that will do the same for them, that you are no respecter of person, oh God. Hallelujah. So we ask that you touch their minds, oh God. Hallelujah, that they have the mind of Christ. Lord, that you touch their hearts, oh God, that you break up the folly ground, oh God, that their heart posture, oh God, will be uh, turned towards you, that they will know who you are for themselves, oh God. But help us, oh God, to be that living epistle, oh God, that can be that example, oh God, that will uh, stand in the gap, oh God. But help us, oh God, that our hands be clean, oh God. So create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, oh God. Hallelujah, so we can be examples of God, of what it looks like, oh God, to serve God and serve you well, oh God. Lord, we thank you, oh hallelujah, Lord, that we praise you and never forget how kind you are to us. You forgive our sins and heal our illnesses. You save uh, us from the grave and surround us with loving kindness and tender mercy. Bless and affectionately praise your name, oh God our soul, and do not forget any of his benefits, who forgives all our sins, who heals our diseases, who redeems our lives. Please put your phone on mute. Your life from the pit, who crowns you and lavishly 
and lavishly uh, with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies our years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Psalms 103, 2, 3, 2 through 5. Lord, sharpen our spiritual discernment so that we will not fall to the tricks of the enemy's schemes, plunders, and devices. We will be able to see tricks and schemes from afar off. And when he pulled forth, uh, when when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, Lord, you'll lift up a standard, oh God. You will help us, oh God, to be able to see the enemy's tricks afar off, oh God. And know to use the word of God, that it is written, that man shall, shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Lord, the word says, and when he pulled forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, and the stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers, John 10 and 4. So, Lord, today we apply the blood of Jesus over ourselves. Lord, we cover our body, our mind, our emotions, our will, our spirit to the, with the blood of Jesus. Lord, we apply the blood of Jesus against all physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual abuse and attacks. We apply the blood the blood of Jesus against any diseases, viruses, illnesses, ill tongues, oh God, wrong thoughts, oh God, wrong actions, oh God, that would try to take over us, oh God. Even our emotions, oh God, we will submit them to you. Lord, we, we release, we thank you for releasing um, the healing virtue of you, Jesus Christ, into our bodies, our wills, and our emotions. Lord, we Curse at the root, every attack upon our health, O oh God. Jehovah Rapha has healed us of every disease, O oh God, mentally, spiritually, uh, everything, O oh God. Lord, so we apply the blood against all calamities, uh, catastrophics, and any hidden dangers that would try to come up against us. Through the blood of Jesus, we, have, we are now redeemed out of the hands of the enemy. So, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah for being the blood, oh God, that cleanses us and makes us free, oh God. Hallelujah. So, Lord, thank you for creating us in a, a clean heart and a renewed spirit within us, oh God. Psalms 51 and 10. And with, with this, oh God, hallelujah. Lord, don't let me ever forget, oh God, to pray for the ones that can't pray for themselves. So, Lord, I lift up. I lift up our, we call them pets, but they're family, oh God. Hallelujah. If no one ever calls their names out, oh God, every time I see one, just Lord, I ask, I call out my own. I call out Dizo and, and Destiny and Duchess, oh God, and Callie and Bella, oh God. Lord, we have a family of pets, oh God, and Sadie and Acorn, oh God, and Meshach, oh God. Lord, I call out the ones that I know, but Lord, you know them just like you know us name by name, hair by hair, oh God. So, Lord, I ask that you bless them, oh God. Bless the ones that have stewardship over them, oh God. Lord, take good care of them, oh God. Be kind to them as they were, are, as, as we are kind to one another, oh God. That we, and, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to be good stewards and guardians over those as well. So, Lord, as we begin to take our phones off uh, mute and give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor that is due to our to our creator, hallelujah, do it with gladness. Do it with joy, oh God. 
Go ahead and release yourself. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord God, for the help of strength. Oh God, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify Thank you, Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
And now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us, hallelujah, from present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Lord, I bless your name as I pass the call. Amen. Can you guys hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I was just making sure. Double muted. Good morning. God morning. Great morning and happy Wednesday to everyone. Uh, to God be the glory for the things that he consistently does in keeping us and keeping us mindful that he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Thank you, Rochelle, for um, your uh, robust prayer this morning. I uh, just want to say it publicly as it relates to prayer. You are growing. I see you and I feel you. Thank you for each of you who lended your voice uh, to an amazing sound this morning. Uh, I believe that God is glorified and that he is majesty this morning. Today is uh, what every Wednesday is for uh, the DV family. It's wait while we wait Wednesday. It's the day that we have set aside uh, for disciplining our lives and our hearts uh, to push back our plate in honor and reverence to the sovereignty of the Savior we say we serve. Uh, I would implore and encourage each of you, and it's just 628, you may have had a little snack already, but I double dog dare you uh, to have the courage to push back your plate today. Social media is good, and uh, maybe chit-chatting and idle conversation is another method, but if you really want to get results uh, in your carnality, uh, pushing back your literal plate is always a plus, and it absolutely makes a difference in your mindset. It helps with shifting perspective. And so I just want to encourage you, if you've not uh, taken advantage of this gift we get of giving God our time deliberately, the intentionality of building relationship with the Father, not relationship with religion. Um, I just want to extend that invitation to you. Just meet back here at 5 p.m. and crack some jokes about our stomachs touching our back. <laughs> Give God some glory and honor. And it really does something. There is a refreshing in the sacrifice. Amen. Um, I am grateful, as always, for having an opportunity to share at any given time. It is a privilege, it is an honor, um, and it is um, the master's reward when we yield our lives to him in such a way that we avail ourselves that somebody else might come into the knowledge of kingdom living and the freedom that it offers, the peace that is yielded as a result of your yes. Amen. And so uh, yesterday, 
Beverly shared a powerful share. On Monday, Christina jump-started us, and Dee Dee uh, added roses to uh, the fragrance. And so now here we are. Last week we talked about uh, the blowing of the winds from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And I must say, honestly, um, that I am watching things shift in my life as um, the more I yield to um, the the beckoning and the summoning of the master, the more um, I am intentional about worship, intentional about connecting with the Father, intentional about releasing um, as it relates to obedience. And, and I must say that it is not the easiest thing to yield one's life. Living in a culture that is extremely carnal, that is led and motivated and driven uh, by their sensory perceptors. It is not always uh, the favorable thing to uh, adhere to what this Word of God says. I believe Matthew uh, 7.24 says, if you, if you read this, if you study this, if you're available for uh, partaking in this, uh, it, you, we will be uh, planted and established on a rock, on a firm foundation. And there is nothing more relevant than knowing that you are secure. There's nothing more imminent or prominent than knowing that you have something that you can not only depend on, but something that will keep you, that will uh, hold you up when times become difficult, that will uh, bring you from shore to shore safely. And that's what this, uh, this topic, this theme for the month of February has been talking about. It's been talking about obedience. And um, right before I go into my share today, uh, we will be in Acts, the fifth chapter. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a lengthy reading. Y'all know I, I, I like passages. I like stories. I like for pictures to be painted so that you can grab a hold of it and apply it to your life. Uh, just basic principles. Um, on the day before yesterday, um, I had gotten a call and you guys saw that I was asking that you pray for uh, my dear friend, Mel. And um, Mel had spent probably about 25, 30 years in the penitentiary. And then uh, once he was released, he began to live at the House of Acts. And during one of the most difficult seasons of my life, um, I met him at a place called Every Day is a Gift with my my sweet love. <laughs> Her name is Cindy Bellinacy. She is the owner of uh, Saks Hot Dogs here in the city of Vallejo. And here I meet this Italian woman on a basic sales call. <clears throat> I didn't know that the next three or four years would be spent uh, such time with these these people, these people that God injected into my life. 
that were um, a very safe, soft place to land in very painful, tumultuous times. And uh, Brother Mel was, uh, you could tell he had history, but if you'd see him, oh, sister, sister Dion, God is amazing. He is wonderful. He said, behold, look, I'm a new creature. You'd have to know him to get it. He was so full of joy and um, such a servant. And every day, high five, sister. It's all about the kingdom. Wouldn't have known that his history was gang banging and uh, literally holding people hostage with a machete, honey. He was not nothing to play with. He was Guamanian. Could cook the best food and serve the best food. And when Josiah was really ill, I had lost everything. Everything was falling around my feet. I promise I'll tie scripture into this. Mel, uh, Sister Dion, do you need anything? Just a servant. Uh, you wouldn't have gleaned that uh, those years in the penitentiary where some are bound and they become caged in their thinking and caged in their yielding to the Father. But for him, it was safety. It prepared him to be the servant that he became, looking very different than what he had come from, always encouraging those around him to uh, serve God and to give God everything that they are because they were would become new. It's a pleasure to know that when this life for me is over, I'll get to see Brother Mel again. Brother Mel had transferred his life into the hands of Abba. He had given himself permission to deny what he knew as historical and move into kingdom living and kingdom giving and kingdom serving. And at the drop of a hat, I could call him and he was on his way. He countered culture. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about uh, the obedience that counters culture. If you turn with me to uh, Acts, the fifth chapter, I'm going to start at the 17th verse. But right before I do, um, I want to tell you a little about a bit about the preceding verses. It was uh, Sapphira and Ananiah that had grieved the Holy Spirit and it costed them their lives. They lied and said that they had only got a portion of what they had gotten, and the reality was you can't trick the Holy Ghost no matter what you say. He is living down on the inside of you if, in fact, you've made an active decision to yield your life to the Father. It was here that the disciples were bearing witness to what they had experienced after Jesus had passed, they were now in the dispensation of grace. They were now teaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus. They were countering culture, their obedience. They heard the call. They responded. And now here they are um, in a season where Peter asked Ananias, hey, sir, <laughs> how did you think that you could trick the Holy Spirit. This is not a message of happy, happy, joy, joy. I'm going to make you uncomfortable. It's not just for you. It's for me. 
Peter asked Ananias, uh, why do you think that you could lie to the Holy Spirit? Why, why would you think that you could hoodwink the Father? Why would you think that you could trick him by saying one thing and doing another? Peter had built such a strong relationship with the Father that as he would walk down the street, people would be healed so much so that they started bringing cots and beds and gurneys out into the streets in hopes that if he would just pass by, healing would take place. And here we are uh, where where Peter had asked Ananias, you you are really for real conspiring to trick the Holy Spirit? Then on the heels of that, uh, he asked his wife the same thing. Ananias had already fallen dead, not for uh, even about the money. It was about the fact that he lied. Our character and our integrity, when we walk in line with the will of God for our lives, is not only uh, an opportunity to counter culture, but it says a lot about who you think you are, who you say you are. Our character and our integrity uh, give us the opportunity to show forth kingdom examples through obedience. It's uh, kind of like Luke, I believe it's the 17th chapter around the 22nd verse. It, it talks about if you read these words and uh, and you don't live by them, it's like looking in a mirror, forgetting what you saw. When you look at you today, who do you see? If I ask you a question that makes you uncomfortable, uh, will you deal with the moment of discomfort in having to come clean and having to uh, give an answer and be accountable to a thing? Do you have the courage uh, that in spite of what the world system does, do you have the courage to just be honest in this hour? Can we depend on you to tell the truth? Obedience isn't just about uh, instruction. Obedience is really about doing the right thing when nobody's paying attention. Here, people are getting healed because Peter's life is so yielded. Wouldn't it be dope if in this dispensation, if in this hour that you are born, that because you've spent so much time in his presence, that because you've yielded your life in such a way, uh, we don't hear messages like this anymore, that as opposed to just going to church and clapping and somebody shouting and somebody dancing and the preacher hooping and there being a proper modulation in the uh, pitch of the growl, that there be a, a proper uh, etiquette in somebody grabbing their left ear screaming, Jesus, wouldn't it be nice if we could encounter miracles, signs, and wonders? That, that, that's what the word says. It says it will follow those that believe. My question is this morning, how uh, much are you willing to sacrifice in an effort that somebody else's life changed? How uh, committed are you to living a repented life, not just uh, living a life of religiosity? And uh, some folks say, I'm spiritual. No, ma'am, you're a witch. But that's not the point here. The question is, how willing are you to yield to uh, the Father and to be in the presence of his glory? 
victory and to walk out in such a way that when you walk into a room, they feel the presence of God. Peter was a boss. Y'all know I like uh, when folks can demonstrate the power of God without being arrogant, standing in humility, uh, being able to stand flat-footed and say left is left and right is right. Black is black and white is white. Living holy is not really optional uh, in kingdom living. It is your responsibility. Being integral is not really negotiable in kingdom living. It is your responsibility. And so we'll run down here to uh, the 17th verse, and it says, Provoked mightily, and I'm reading from the message version because I want you to understand it like we're too. This is an uncomfortable message, but we're talking about countering culture uh, to the tune of obedience. We, we want to demonstrate obedience. Provoked mightily by all of this, the chief priest and those on his side, mainly the sect of the Sadducees, went into action. They arrested the apostles and put them in the town jail. Listen. But during the night, an angel of God opened the jailhouse door and led them out. He said, go to the temple, take your stand, tell the people everything there is to say about this life. Promptly obedient. They entered the temple at daybreak and went on with their teaching. Meanwhile, the chief priest and his cronies convened the high council, Israel Senate, and sent to the jail to have the prisoners brought in. When the police got there, they couldn't find them anywhere in the jail. They went back and reported, we found the jail locked tight as a drum and the guards posted at the door. But when we went inside, we didn't find a soul. The chief of the temple police and the high priest were all puzzled. What's going on here anyway? Just then somebody showed up and said, now did you know that the men put in the jail are back in the temple teaching the people? The chief and his police went out and got them, and they uh, handled them very gently, fearful that the people would riot and turn on them. Bringing them back, they stood there before the high council, and the chief priest said, uh, didn't we give you strict orders not to teach this Jesus thing in Jesus' name? And here, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are trying your best to blame us for the death of this man. Peter and the apostles answered, it's necessary to obey God rather than man. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, the one you killed by hanging him on a tree. God set him high at his side prince and savior, to give Israel the gift of a changed life and sins forgiven. And we are witnesses to these things. The Holy Spirit whom God gives to those who obey him, 
When they heard that, they were furious and wanted to kill them on the spot. But one of the council members stood up, a Pharisee by the name of Gamaliel, a teacher of God's law who was honored by everyone. He ordered the men taken out of the room for a short time. Listen, fellow Israelites, be careful what you do to these men. Not long ago, Thaddeus made something uh, of a splash claiming to be somebody and got 400 men to join him. But check this out. He was killed. His followers dispersed, and nothing came of it. A little later, at the time of the census, Judas, the Galilean, appeared and acquired a following. He also fizzled out, and the people following him were scattered to the four winds. So listen, I'm telling you, hands off these men. Leave them alone. If this program or this work is merely human, it'll fall apart. But if it is of God, there is nothing you can do about it. And you better not be found fighting against God. That convinced them. They called the apostles back in. After giving them a thorough whooping, they warned them not to speak in Jesus' name and sent them off. The apostles went out of the high council overjoyed because they had been given the honor of being dishonored on the count of the name. Every day they were in the temple and in homes, teaching and preaching Christ, not letting up for one moment. That was a lot. And it's a lot to process. But what I love about Peter and the disciples in that hour is they were willing to go against what was and what had been. They were willing to say what you had to have courage to say in an hour where it was not favorable. But notice that even in the beginning of the passage, when God has called you and set you apart and he's identified you as the one to speak a word in the hour, there are certain provisions that obedience will lend to your journey. There are certain uh, measures that the, the heavens will declare over your life, remembering that it is written of you. There are already instructions in the scrolls. There are already things that heaven is blaring concerning your life. The disciples didn't care what nobody had to say. They weren't bothered with culture and what historically had happened. They didn't care about, oh, boy, that had the influence that was super fly on IG and Facebook and TikTok superstar. He was old hat. He had become a has-been according to kingdom vernacular, according to the kingdom standard. It didn't matter that your life had been ruled by law. I'm not bound to the law. I am a, a voice, an oracle for this Jesus, this one that came to absolve us of our raggedy selves, the one that came to penetrate our hearts with his immense magnified love for us, his desire for us to walk in the freedom wherewith we've been saved. Peter didn't care. 
and the angel of God. See, we don't give our angels instructions because that's not what people say. It's easier for us to beg God to heal our ingrown toenail than it is for us to say, I loose every angel assigned to my life today to go before me, uh, to walk beside me and to come after me, opening uh, the opportunity for me to enter into gates with thanksgiving, to be an example of what it looks like to counterculture, not saying what's popular, but telling people truth and speaking it to power. Peter didn't care about consequences. They knew that their lives were at stake. They knew that everybody ain't going to like you, honey. Some people see you coming, and it's your responsibility to know that it's not personal. It's capacity. It's not personal. It's destiny. It's not personal. It's process. It is your responsibility to understand that God has things that you're going to have to do that won't be popular, but let me tell you what they require. Peter said emphatically, it's, it's more important that we obey God than you we don't care what you're accustomed to. I don't care what you're used to. The truth is I owe God me because I am only here uh, but for to bring his life, glory, and honor. The word says this, the spirit is life. The other day uh, uh, I went to go say farewell and see you later to my friend. I, I was able uh, to to bend down into his ear and tell him how much I loved him. It was such a joy. It was such an angel. Couldn't imagine that historically, based on the culture of gang banging, he had yielded a machete uh, in an effort to hold somebody hostage and captive, but I got to see him in his turned around state, and today I know that he is perfect, and you know how we talk about Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and uh, there being witnesses in heaven declaring, we got witnesses, I got somebody that can say, God, look, listen, Dion is praying, and I know if she's praying, somebody needs her, Peter uh, and the disciples, they, they recognize that their life being transferred, and transcendent female, he, he got it. He got it. He he understood. Every time you saw him, he would tell you how good God was and how God had changed his life and how he had transformed him and how his life had become uh, just a vessel of obedience. And not that he didn't have any struggles, not that he didn't have any qualms, not that he didn't have any hard times, but male's life exuded. God is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When I got there, he, he wasn't talking. He, he wasn't saying anything. He wasn't moving. He was just laying there. And I, I didn't recognize the, the male that would say, hey, sister, hey, sister, God is faithful. Hey, sister, Dion, oh, where's Josiah? Where's that king, the man of God? Where is he? He was so full of joy. And as I began to speak into his ear, uh, he began to wave his hands 
and move around. I, I could see him uh, uh, struggling. I could see him fighting. I could see him smile. I told him how wonderful his food was. And, honey, who going to help my back get big if you're not making me lumpia, Mel? What am I going to eat if you're not going to cook? And I could see just the joy um, that he had, even in his departure state, even in his transitioning. I wanted to sing, but I was so broken. Mel countered culture with his life. It is the most reassuring thing when somebody leaves here and you don't have to guess. Will they have to sit in limbo? Will they see Jesus? Lord, did they go to hell? I have no doubt in my mind that I will see Mel again. None. I know uh, that he is up there clapping. You'd have to see him. He was a dancing man. And here Peter and the disciples are in a place where uh, they have not only been jailed, but God, and because of who God is, he made provision for them to continue to do the work. See, sometimes people will put you in a box and uh, make it seem like all you have to offer is one thing. For some people, all they knew was male as a gangbanger. For me, I knew him as friend. I knew him as comforter. I knew him as a, a, a fellow believer. I knew him as a kingdom citizen. I knew him as a servant. His history didn't determine his destiny. The penitentiary didn't ruin his heart. I don't care what you're in. I don't care what you're going through. Mel was the type of cat. I could tell Mel, leave Mel my house keys, leave money on the counter, uh, leave anything out in the open and come back and it would still be where it was. I don't care about his history. I want to tell you this morning, don't count people out. Don't automatically exclude people because of things that they've gone through, because of things that they've been through. Don't count yourself out based on your history. God still has a plan for your life. Mel was loved everywhere he went. They knew if you could see him coming, he was coming to serve in some capacity. What will you be found doing? When the angel of the Lord released Peter and the disciples from the prison system, he said, go back. Go, go do what it is that God called you to do. Go back. Go be who it is that God called you to be. Go back. Walk down these streets. Allow your shadow uh, to fall on the folks that need healing. Uh, for somebody on this line, you have a responsibility. There's somebody that's trapped in their brokenness. There's somebody trapped in their sin. Uh, I said a moment ago, I could see his spirit trying to detach from his body. The spirit is life. With your spirit, what do you believe? In your soul, what do you believe? With uh, your answer, what will it bear if you were to be called in? When, when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, Peter and the disciples, they didn't, if you're going to kill me, you're going to have to kill me. But you're going to kill me claiming this Jesus. Now I'm going to see walk on that. You're going to kill me hollering, uh, Jesus. All day, you're going to kill me. Uh, you're going to beat me. You're going to talk about me. You're going to laugh at me. You're going to try to put me in a box. But there's always provision for obedience. There's always access when you obey God. There's always an opportunity to walk somebody into a place of repentance and say to them out loud, repent, 
for the kingdom of God is at hand. We uh, give all this fluff and uh, we talk about new cars and new houses, but I, glory to God, I've got a new home over in glory. And I'm not saying that I want to leave right now, but what I do know is I want to know that my life is built on a rock. I want to know that when I look in the mirror, I can remember what I see. I don't have to be ashamed of who I am or how I operate or how I live. I don't have to question if I'm telling the truth or not. I don't have to worry about falling out dead in the middle of the street because I try to play the Holy Ghost. The word says that when we obey God, the Holy Spirit lives in us. I'm going to say something that might frustrate you a little bit. Perhaps you're struggling desperately because there are areas of blatant disobedience in your life. Ask me how I know I've been there. This is not me high-siding. I still don't get everything right. Are you listening? I still have not perfected everything. But there are some of us on the line that, for real, you willfully, you make active decisions. I'm going to just, let me, I'm going to blow this. God's going to forgive me. He knows my heart. Yeah, I mean, he will. However, however, why would you know that for real? See, see, when we stop being super narcissistic and caught up in what's in it for me, we call it the whiff them in sales. What's in, what's in it for me? You get to a point where you recognize that, for real, lives hinge on your life of obedience. There are people whose life will never be the same because that one thing, that one thing that has you bound, that one thing that you can't seem to shake, that one thing that you can't seem to get over is keeping you from that fullness of joy that the Word of God talks about. I don't know about you, I promise. I, I, don't, I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm tired of mediocre living. I'm sick and tired of menial things when, in fact, we have a father that owns a cattle on a thousand hills that was gracious enough to hang, to bleed, and to die, to be buried in a tomb, a borrowed one at that. We have a Savior that considered our expectations being so low that he would have to teach us how to love even ourselves. We have a Savior that owns every single thing that we glance at, that gives men the wisdom and the mind to create things, that uh, has the ability to transition our lives in seconds. It was in that moment, those seconds where we realized that, for real, all we have to do, the only responsibility that we have is to honor God with our lives, to be available to him. And that means that sometimes we can't go along to get along. Sometimes we can't do what culture does. Sometimes we can't say what the community says. Sometimes we can't look for a stage or a platform, but perhaps he wants to show out in your life at the grocery store. Uh, maybe he wants to catch you at the gas station and allow your shadow uh, to hit one of these homeless people that are out here that are emotionally and mentally unstable 
evil. Maybe he wants to use you to deliver healing power and virtue, but how can we do it if we live lives full of disobedience? It's your responsibility to obey God over man. We don't we don't talk about that because we we make excuses for why we allow our flesh to override the perfect will of God for our lives. We make excuses for why we don't choose ye this day who we will serve, but we straddle the fence. And on Tuesday, uh, people can see your light. And on Thursday, they're not quite sure whose side you're on. But in this hour, my prayer is that your obedience would counter culture here in the last verse of this particular passage. Peter was gloating. They came out dancing and shouting and clapping, talking about, hey, turn up. Uh-huh. We, got, we got beat behind this thing. Y'all know we don't live in that that courageous of a time. We don't have folks that are willing to sacrifice everything, even at the cost of being jailed, even at the cost of being physically uh, uh, captured. Uh, we, we don't have people that have a whole bunch of courage for what it looks like to be 110% sold out. God, I'm praying that we have the courage. And I'm not saying that I pray that we get beat or abused, uh, but sometimes the culture ain't going to like who you are. Sometimes you won't get invited back. Sometimes they won't want to see you coming. Can I tell you a secret? I don't care. You ain't got to invite me, but know this. If you do, I'm going to speak truth to power, not because I like it, not because it's fun. I don't like being obedient all the time. Sometimes I'd love to do exactly what I want to do. But let me tell you something. Uh, Somebody on the other end of this phone, somebody out there in the world needs my life to line up with what the word of God already says about me because they need a healing. And how do you lay hands on somebody and speak truth to power if you live a raggedy life, if your life doesn't parallel with what the heavens are declaring about you? How do you in confidence confront a demon? Honey, you will be like the sons of Skiva, they will beat you from one place to the next. Some things require clean hands. And in this hour, I pray that you hear me. And again, I'm not just talking to you. When I say radical obedience, the kind of obedience that doesn't care what the consequence is for me honoring God with my life, for me honoring God with my body, for me honoring God with my mouth, for me honoring God with my mind, for me honoring God with my heart, for me honoring God with what I eat, with me honoring God with how I physically take care of myself. We have a responsibility to be fit in every area of our lives, and it takes discipline. Nothing will change your bad habits but you. God is not going to come down and take away nothing. You have to learn how to give it up. You have to learn how to give it up, right? Hard word, but it's what I'm called to because when things are out of order, it blows the flow. There is no flow. There is no fluidity. God is clarion calling us, you guys. He can't answer prayers we won't say. 
He can't give deliverance when there are no, well, he can. He can do whatever he wants to do. But at the end of the day, if we are out of position, kind of like David and Aaron, the oil wouldn't flow until David was in place. Are you willing to be radically obedient, which means that sometimes you just can't go? The other day, I was wrestling with when I would go and say goodbye to Mel. I was trying to build up the courage. See, that C word makes me really uncomfortable uh, because it's lived at my house. That that C word makes me uh, frustrated. And I remember uh, moments where I didn't know if, if I would be uh, a victim to it. And I, I remember saying, uh, well, I'll go see him tomorrow. And the Holy Spirit said, no, no, go see him today. By the grace of God, I could hear that I had instructions. Can you hear when God speaks to you? Sometimes we can't because our life is riddled with sin, which just means separation from God. How many degrees of separation are there between you and God? Say, my sheep knoweth my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. I, I want you to check in today, saints. I want you to hear what I'm saying and, and hear it as, and I'm, I'm not, this is not to be scary. This is like, this is real. <laughs> I watched my friend wrestle. I left at about 1 o'clock. He passed at 1.17 p.m. If I hadn't obeyed God, I would have missed the opportunity to tell him how valuable he had been in one of my darkest hours. It was really important that I got to him, and I'm so grateful that I got to tell him I'll see you later. I watched his spirit trying to detach. I had never seen that before in all uh, the experiences that I had. I watched him loose his spirit. The spirit is life. What are you doing with your spirit today? Not your body. Not your mind. What's up with your spirit today? I hope that something I said brought conviction. That's my prayer today. I hope that something I said will bring you into a place of repentance like never before, that you'll begin to pray and ask God to give you the strength to obey him in such a way that miracle signs and wonders begin to follow you. If we don't work them, who will? <laughs> if we're not available, then who? And as difficult and uncomfortable as that might sound, I promise y'all, I promise, I promise, I promise. The reward being much greater than anything we can ever truly comprehend. I pray that you get how much God loves us, how much he wants to promote us to a place of transitioning lives from darkness into light, how bad he wants to deliver our children and our loved ones and our friends from their brokenness to a place of hope, and he wants to use you. He wants to do it through you. I'm way over my time. 
uh, but I don't have an apology this morning. I'll say this, and then we'll go into our greeting. Repent. And that doesn't mean just say sorry. It means do something different. It means change your mind and your behavior. If you're a liar, stop. If you're a cheater, cut it out. If you're fornicating, man, halt. If you're popping pills, go to the rehab. It's good. We'll come visit and everything and ain't tripping. Whatever it is that's keeping you from being the one that can walk down the street and your shadow be cast on somebody and their life be changed, man, cool it. It's that season. It's that time. I'm looking forward to the time where we can go to the hospital and dead people get up. That would be super icy. <laughs> Amen. I pray that something I said encouraged you. <laughs> it may not have been super encouraging this morning. You might uh, be feeling some kind of way. Some folks might have hung up. I don't care. I have a job to do. And I'm going to do it and do it and do it until the job gets done. That being said, good morning, God morning, great morning. You may have joined the call a little bit late, didn't get an opportunity to say good morning. Is there one? Good morning, Carla. Hey, Carla. Hey, Kenya. Morning, Hey, Middle. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Kendra. My God, my God. Good morning, Leomia. I heard somebody else. Hey, Miss Key, good morning. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam here. Hey, Prosperous, good morning. Good morning, morning. Hey, good morning. And Monica. Hi, Monica. Good morning. Good morning. It's Moxie Jesus. Good morning. Hey, Moxie. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, God morning. <laughs> good morning, Ms. Tracy. Hey, good morning. Hey, this is Commissioner Kedra. Hey, good morning, Kedra. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, it's Good morning, hey, Krishanda. Good morning. God bless you. Hey, Krishanda. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, good morning, it's Mary. Hey, persistent and Mary. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mary. Watch is Shell. Hey, Shell. Good morning. Good morning, it's magnificent. Hey, magnificent. Good morning. Good morning, hey, powerful word, PR. Hey, good morning, PR. Hey, Beyonce Christina. Good morning. Hey, Nina, good morning, babe. Yeah. Good morning, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, good morning, Brother Ian. Who else was that? Chris. Hey, good morning. <laughs> hey, good morning. Marvelous Marv here. Hey, Marvelous Marv. Great morning. Good morning. This is Swanita. Hey, Swanita. Good morning. Good morning. It's Jubilant Juliet. Hey, Drew. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Morning, this is you. beloved Barb. Hey, beloved. Good morning. And who else was that? 
Good morning, Miss April. Hey, Mayberry. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your declaration, Soulful Sylvia. Hey, Sister Sylvia. Good morning. Anybody good morning, else? Lavina here. Hey, Prophetess. Good morning. Anybody else? All right. Well, I will open up the door to um, love, life, and victory. Questions, comments, commentary. Anybody? Dion, this is Diane. Hey, um, great message. And you mentioned something near the end. You said, "Don't count people out." There's a yeah. song by Jason. Jason make. Uh, Jason. Uh, I can't think of his last name. Nelson Mason. But don't count me yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, because God is molding each and every one of us on this call, He's molding us and He's shaping us every day that we we on this call and listen to this lesson. This call has been a lifeline for me ever since, for for eight years. I got on this call March 14th, I think, 2014. And it's been amazing in my growth with God's word and how to apply it to my word, how to pray for others, how to live my life, how to talk to my family. It's just been amazing because we don't know what God is molding us and shaping us to. As Jason Nelson said, that, you know, a king is being formed out of it. It could be a queen, anything. You can't count people out because you don't know what God is doing in that person's life. And for myself, I try to pray over declare victory every day, sometimes more than once, more than twice, because I know God is here every day because lives are being changed. It's growing. Some may drop off, but they come back. And I just want to say thank you for that message. I thank God for each and every one of you on here because we're all connected. We all have the same Father. And I thank God for each of you. My love for you all because we have the same blood running through our veins. Yeah. Uh, Great, great, great message. Amen. I love you. Love you too, sis. Anybody else? Anybody else? And good I'm morning. Hey, good morning. Persistent. I just want to say, excuse me. Um, I wish I could have met Mel. <laughs> Mel really, was amazing. I he was so yeah, amazing. I, <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. He was amazing, I promise. I believe that. And tasted his cooking. <laughs> oh <laughs> and my I God. thank him for being there for you because you were there for us. Amen. So he has no idea how many people, maybe he does, 
that he's touched mm-hmm. by being there for you. And mm-hmm. I just so appreciate that story, um, that truth, the entire message, the entire teaching. Um, I just appreciate you. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for letting us in a little bit of your life that I didn't know about. Maybe others on the line did, but um, and getting to know Mel. And it's, it's just your sound and your delivery and how you break the word down is uniquely you and your anointing and your gifting to empower us um, uh, to go deeper, to look at things differently, um, to press on, and to be accountable and accounted for. Um, mm-hmm. So I just appreciate you. just want to say thank you, sis. Amen. Amen. Blessings to you. Thank you for that. Hey, Dee. Hey, Dee. Oh, go ahead, Dee Dee. I was just going to say, too, I hadn't really said it too much because it's so, so heavy, but I remember meeting Mel at, I think it was the Spaghetti Sea for Josiah. I think that was the first time I remember. I don't know. But um, you're right about even the the event at uh, Every Day is a Gift, yeah. I remember seeing him mm-hmm. and just the light. And then you really did. You like, I didn't know his background, but it didn't even matter because he just, it was a warmth. Um, whenever he said anything, that smile, I just could still see that smile and hear, hear him. So thank you for sharing that. And I also thank you for saying how, and I, I've been guilty of that too. And you know, somebody, um, it's transition or whatever, and you're putting it off. <laughs> and and I'm so glad when when I got the text and he, you, from you going to see him to him, I was like that blew me down because I was like I'm so glad she was obedient because it's so easy for us to say you know we're fighting our own feelings like no 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 I don't want to go so I'm grateful for that for you and for him and I and it just took me back to when Sarah was transitioning. It's the same almost the same thing when they were calling me and I was hesitant and. Armani is like, no, Mom, I'm going to take you to the hospital. So I'm glad. There's certain um, things that we need for us. I, I, hope, I hope that makes sense. So I'm grateful for you sharing that. Um, and just his beautiful life and how he impacted you and you through us. It's amazing how um, this line, like Diane said, um, just beautiful. And it, it's been life-changing. But it's also, like you said, the mundane. And I had to laugh because I, I, I thought of you, and I, that's why I tagged you in that, when when don't be careful now who you invite to speak at your church or your whatever. Because if you're not ready for the raw truth, don't don't invite Deion Jackson. That's all. Please I, don't. I love you. Please don't. <laughs> all I can say, this, this is persistent again. All I can say is I can't wait to invite you to my church. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Christina, go ahead. Uh, um, yeah, this this was such a good this was such a good word. I was um just thinking about when you were talking about how they were thankful of being spanked or beaten for Glory to the to the name of Jesus. I'll offer the glory to God. So almost like the level of submission and obedience they have means that they even praise God um, for the the storms, for the trials, um, because they understood Romans eight twenty eight, um, and how because they live such a life of submission to the to the Father, 
and they were so obedient to the things that Jesus taught them that just like how Jesus promised things, greater works than these shall you do. Um, Peter was raising people um, from the dead, and he was had the, his shadow had healing power. He was able to cast out demons, and Jesus told him he was going to be the the rock in which he built the church. But how that all ties into Jesus being the foundation and the and the cornerstone. So. It was just a lot. It's going to make me just dig dig today and just go into that chapter some more and how it ties into um, who Peter was as a disciple and what he talked about in First and Second Peter. So thank you for that. That was so good. So good. Amen. God be praised. Amen. Amen. And this is this is I was going to say I wish I don't I didn't meet Mel either, but. From what you said, I can tell he was an awesome man of God. So thank amazing, you amazing, amazing, amazing human being. An amazing human being. You'd have to know him to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sister. <laughs> I love him so. Hey, man, I'm sorry. PR, go ahead, babe. No, it's just um, attesting to everything that the word has said. Um, again, you just speak my heart so deeply. And the wonderful thing is, is that everything that's in the Word of God and how we can experience it in such the in such a way as Christ did that, why would we not want to go through it? And I too want to um, tag on the fact that to rejoice in our sufferings when we're serving God, and to just be just imagine all the stuff that we got to go through as we're doing the will of God that we have that mentality that we truly understand that, hey, uh, that's really what's going on. Did you, did you, we got beat for Jesus instead of mm-hmm. running to hide or running to shoot back. But powerful word, powerful word. I can't wait to meet you. And I honor God for you. And may the Lord just heal your heart. Um, and knowing that you will see me all again. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you too, sis. Thank you for that. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, Shell. I heard you. And who else did I hear? Sylvia. Okay. Go, go, Shell, and then Sylvia. Um, thank you for your declaration. It just reminds us not to count people out. Doesn't matter what it looks like. It ain't what it is. But He is who He is in them, um, and in you. So you know, it, it just it excites me sometimes when uh, the other day I walked with Target and the security guard was outside and I said, I said good morning, King. He said, oh, oh, good morning. So just speaking those things, life into people, that those things that we speak into people can change their life. Um, so thank you for your declaration and reminding us just to speak life and truth coming from you. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Go ahead, Miss Sylvia. Yes, good morning. Thank you again. You know, that the part that you said about the shadow, can you repeat that, what you said about our shadow? Well, I, if you go back and read that passage of Scripture right before the focal um, passages, it, it was just talking about how the people were going into houses, bringing people outside in gurneys and on stretchers and putting them on mats in hopes that as Peter passed by, 
that his shadow would fall on them, that his shadow had spent so much time in the presence of God that the glory of God went everywhere he went, and the glory is what healed the people. It wasn't Peter himself. It was the power of God that rested on his life, the weight of glory that rested on his life. And what I said was, wouldn't it be amazing if we spent enough time in the presence of God, that when we walked into locations, that the power of God would fall in those places without us laying hands, they would praying, uh, had Peter praying for handkerchiefs. That's where Peter Popoff got the miracle spring water and stuff like that, right? Is <laughs> because uh-huh. Peter spent so much time in God's presence that anything he touched carried the glory. All I said was, wouldn't it be nice if our lives were so submitted to the Father that we carried the glory in such a way that healing would take place, that the power of God would be visible in and on our lives in such a way that lives and human functionality would change, that transition because we show up. Oh, yes, yes. That part right there, I, I really appreciate that. I um, it also almost brought uh, like an emotional thinking about. It. it almost brings tears to my eyes because you know, um, I you know, that's what that's what what I've been experiencing. You know, walking around and you know, greeting and and and, and caring, bringing spiritual care as a chaplain in the hospital, and you know, when people are saying, you know. I just, it just feel the spirit of God when you come in the room and, you know, their lives are being transformed. People are repenting, even just talking, you know, to, to someone that cares enough that they just see, they can see God. They can see God. And I just thank God. Yes, that's the goal. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the goal. The goal is yes. that when we show up, they see God. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. the goal. That's God, all we're living for. Yes, that is. And I asked him, you know, I say this before. I don't know if you've heard it, but I just got to say it one more time. I asked him last year in January 2021, the theme of the month was purpose. And after about three months in on this call, I said, Lord, what is your purpose? What is your purpose for my life? Please show me. In every declaration and every person that spoke, I studied, I took notes, I meditated on it. And this is where he led me, into chaplaincy. <laughs> Holy God, you know, an addict, a recovered addict like me. <laughs> I'm so grateful that, I can, mm-hmm. that he's just renewing and transforming so much. And I give him all the glory. Every time I think about it, every time I go into a room before I pray, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight as I go into each room. And they tell me I feel the presence of God every time I go in a room with a patient. I thank God for showing me his purpose for my life. Thank you so much. God bless you. Mm. Glory to God. That's all it's about. That's it. Good morning, That's all Dan. it's about. Good morning. It's Miss B. I know. As I sat here and listened to you, I thought about yesterday. Um, my daughter uh, had a chemo treatment yesterday. Mm. 
But she insisted after that treatment, she wanted to go by and see one of her friend's husbands that's suffering with the big C word too. And I'm so glad we did. Um, we we ha- When we think about people, when the Lord puts people on our minds, we either need to go see them or we need to pray for them. We, we got to do that because tomorrow and yesterday or even when, and you know, I had to learn this too. Even when somebody asks you to pray for them, pray for them right then. Because you know you're going to get busy and things are going to happen. If you don't write it down, you're going to forget. Um, mm-hmm. We just have to be obedient to when, you know, be open to when God's telling you stuff. And do it. We just got to do mm-hmm. it. And I know sometimes it's not easy. It's very difficult. Because when you love mm-hmm. somebody, it's hard to go see them transitioning. Mm-hmm. But you don't know how that visit helped them or made them feel better. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being obedient, girl. You just, you just my girl. That's all. You're my girl. <laughs> and I ain't crying this morning. You know, when I, I wanted to, but God let me say <laughs> what I had to say without crying this morning. Because he's just so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya. Um, (laughs) Listen, for a minute there, I was feeling like maybe I should get some steel toes or something because she just crushing, like y'all being super nice to Dion. She just like, she she just was all over the place, crushing people's toes, talking about lying to the Holy Ghost. How you lie to the Holy Ghost? You can't even see him. You lie to the people of God who is speaking through those individuals, and that's how you lie to the Holy Ghost is exactly what happened to it. Didn't you say that this morning, or am I tripping? Did I hear something in another spiritual realm? Did you talk about lying <laughs> to the Holy Ghost? No, I think you might have heard me. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. I just want to make sure because, like, that that part, we skip, we skip over that. When you talked about um, the beating, that they endured, Peter and company, they endured. Listen, it's, and it wasn't just them, it's many of them, even being um, put to death. Like this is, we're talking about grown men. We, we're talking about grown men who were probably, st- who most likely were stripped, grown and beaten publicly. They didn't go in their grandmama's, you know, back room or kitchen or wherever. They got beaten publicly because it was, I believe, a part of it was humiliation and to promote fear into the lives of other people so that they mm-hmm. wouldn't follow suit with whatever these people were doing. That's the that's the purpose of, of, of the mm-hmm. punishment, to strike the fear of whoever in you, not the fear of God in this case, but the fear of the Roman government or the, the, the Jew, whoever was in charge and made sure that they got, they got beaten. But I thought about, man, you know, no shade against anybody here, no disrespect, but some of us can't even talk, take somebody um, looking at us funny. Or, or back in the day when we actually could go to church and sit and had a regular place where we sat, you know, they sat in your seat or they didn't do this right or they didn't do that right. That's not suffering. That, that's, 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 that, that's not suffering compared to what we hear and read about in the scripture. And so, um, 
I, I just uh, I thank God for the hard word that came this morning because we God chastises those whom He loves, and so do we as people. And Bev, Bev, I think it was Bev this week who talked about um, those people that are a wall. You know, part of being a wall is uh, uh, helping somebody that's a wall is showing up, being authentic, and holding them accountable. You know, and saying, "Listen, I came to get you. Let's get out of here." You know, it don't mean you're being mean and nasty. When we talk about people that the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I didn't know that the old male. male. I did not. Scripture. That was male. Yeah. He would I, say it every time he could. <laughs> he, he, he didn't, he lived it, Dion. He embodied it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you looking at him, looking at him, you would never you would never think that I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't think just by looking at him that he had been, I never even knew that until you told me the, the other day, because it wasn't necessary, because the love of God just eluded from him. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's becoming a rarity that we see that, not just, not just in people, but especially, you know, a man of God you know, um, willing to help widows like me and single women like Sabrina and Dion with things that we needed help with, like that kind, and you don't have to worry about nothing. Respectful in your house, if you had to bring somebody to help them, don't cuss in here. This is a, this is God's, <laughs> this is Listen. God's house. You don't cuss in here. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I, my image of male, um, my image of male is just him being, a soldier in God's army. We had this call and response song in the Church of God in Christ that I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Um, and I, I just think about him in heaven talking about Jesus. I can make some lumpia. You know, this is my <laughs> sanctified imagination. I, I can give him, can you give Peter, can you give me a big old pot? Hey, Gabriel, can you give me a big old pot? We're going to make some mm-hmm. chicken adobo, right? Mm-hmm. Some organic chicken and vegetables and stuff. Like I could see, I could see him going up to people that we know. I could see him advocating being a witness on your behalf, Dion, on your yeah. behalf. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, when Dion told me about um, the time span in which I said, Dion, do you realize that you exemplified radical obedience which is what the topic is this month. You lived it out for us. You you get to use this as an example. And you might think that it's a small thing going to, no, it's a big thing when we are listening to the Holy Spirit and we then obey. And Miss Barbara stole my line. Dee Dee stole my line. It's okay. Um, it just means that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, when you get that little feeling, um, that thought comes to mind. You may not be able to physically go and visit, but you can text, you can send a, a, a written note, you can call, you can, in, you can IM them, IG them. There we have so many points of communication now um, that there's no excuse, not later, like right now. Can I say this one last thing? Just another soldier, hey, hey, mail is already home. Yeah. <laughs> I get to see him again. <laughs> sister, high five. It's all about the kingdom, sister. <laughs> it was so dope. It was so awesome. Amen. Anybody else have anything this morning? 
Amen. This is bravery. I wasn't going to say anything because I'm teetering between having a broken heart and having hope. And it's so amazing. I was with one of my clients yesterday, and I was encouraging her to believe that we can be two things at the same time. So I'm choosing to take my advice today, and I'm sad, and I'm happy at the same time. Sad because, ah, I don't know. Like, call mail had become a staple around the house. If anything happens, my daughter, call mail. mail. We're going to call mail. We're going to call mail. Like, that's what we did. And to even, you know, hear Tanya speak the sentiments of my heart as a single woman moving to a city where I've never lived in and everybody that I knew, great resources. But, I mean, like, you need somebody to mow your lawn. You don't call the radical one. Or you do, and she sends mail. (laughs) Um, I had no idea. (laughs) the depth of his testimony until today because the life that he lived and who he was, his testimony didn't matter. Clearly you can look at him and see that he had a testimony, but like I Mel would call, I wouldn't be at home and he'd say, just leave the back door open. And I mean it was yep. never a second thought. Back door open, money on the counter, whatever he needed. And I'm just so grateful that God allowed our lives to align. I was, I could be in my house working and I'll say, okay, no, I'm going to be inside working. And that usually means be quiet. Mel would be in my backyard witnessing <laughs> to me. I'm already <laughs> saved, talking to my neighbors <laughs> at the top of his lungs. And I mean, you couldn't do anything but laugh. And the servant heart. I would ask Mel yeah. to do one thing. And Mel would do 20 times that one thing mm-hmm. and would not take a dime. Yeah. The only thing he wanted was to sit and talk about God. I have voicemails that I will never erase. <laughs> well, I called Mel to do something, and he preached the entire gospel. Great <laughs> move on my voicemail before he tell me what time he's coming. And cherish the day. I just appreciate it. I wasn't going to say anything. This declaration was about obedience and about being a servant and I dare not dishonor the life that he lived and the amazing grace of God that will transform. Yeah. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about About somebody. somebody. Yeah. Oh man, who can change any Hallelujah. 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 Y'all. Yeah. So yeah, I guess yeah. Go, go this, yeah. This, this is Chris. So this is the, the third Hi, person. Hi, brother. Okay. <laughs> Be, because because it touches my heart in in a sense of knowing you and the two that spoke before you, Tan and Tanya, not Tanya, and, and my sister Sabrina. Uh, I I continually talk to them about what I'm going through and the change within me. And it and it is repentance. It is that 180 degree change within me. And it, I attribute a lot of that to listening to you in this call. And even though I might not speak often and I'm working on that, that is part of my repentance. That's some of the word I've gotten from you is God's not gonna do nothing in private. You got to you got to say something. You got to say something, Chris. Being 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 in the, in, in the corner, being quiet, saying God, I love you. 
to myself doesn't put God on anybody else. And I need to open up and put God on other people. So I, I wanted to thank you for this morning's declaration and that concept or idea of being different. And I know my sisters have seen it in me because they love it when I text them. <laughs> and I just want to thank all of you guys for, for touching my life in such a way. Thank you. Amen. And I, I'm going to say this emphatically. I'm declaring and decreeing that this is the beginning of you being the miracle, the sign, and the wonder from radical obedience and having the courage to obey God even in your painful place, even in the prison walls, Peter and the disciples have a testimony. I can see them sitting in the cell crying out to the Father, saying, God, you sent us this way to do a thing. We can't do it from here, but I can see the angels, hallelujah, coming to aid and abed them and bring them out of their hidden places to go into the world in the uttermost parts of the earth, declaring and decreeing, you are our God, a present help in the time of trouble, hallelujah. You are our strength, our shield, and our buckler. You're a great defender. You are the lifter of our head. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are a healer. And so I declare and decree that and share the truth of God's compassionate love for you, Christopher. And I know that your life is a testimony of him being a keeper if you want to be kept. Hallelujah. Thank you for opening your mouth in sheer obedience this morning. I pray that God would strengthen you from the crown of your head to the very soles of your feet and that your testimony become more sure as the days continue of him being a healer and a deliverer. I love you, brother. Yes. Yes, and Chris. Chris is the epitome of I, I won't complain. Yeah. His permanent smile that has been tattooed on his lips. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen, I, if you could ever get a chance to get a text message from Chris encouraging you, you better <laughs> screenshot it. Uploaded in the drop it's something. It's a word it's a man of word, I guarantee you. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Yeah, good morning, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a sobering message. Oh God.
I'm trying to speak, man. That's second in me. I don't get it. I don't you yet. speaking? Get out of here! Don't speak to me. That's it. I'm a master. I am a speaker. But I don't talk to you. I don't say it. I say it. I'm a teacher.
These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. And I just want to, the, the love and the, the relationship and Sabrina just really made this last fall off talking about um, male and just the people in our lives that got places in our lives that are God people, we have to really cherish and, and tap in. So I just wanted to tell you again, thank you for being open and transparent and allowing us to be able to walk this thing called life out, out loud, not, you know, hiding. And then like Tan said too, you can't lie to the Holy Ghost. You can, you think you lie and he knows everything. He's all seeing, all knowing. So our thoughts, our feelings, what we say, what we do, um, but just the love part. And, and it's like a love story, Sharon. And I'm, I know Mel is dancing and rejoicing because the connection was necessary. Everything he was able to, to give back. And like Tanya said, the widow and the, the single mom and to be safe. And that's a beautiful thing. I just want to say that. It's just my heart is so full. And, like, I feel like Sabrina, it's, it's emotional. It's, it's, it's like it's joy and pain. So just thank you, sis. I love you so much, and I'm so grateful for who you are and who you've been in my life and my kids' life. We love you. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Thank you, sis. <clears throat> I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing that. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Lisa. Hi. You sneaking hard, ain't you? You whispering? No, not actually. I actually oh. feel such peace and just. I feel like I knew Mel. I really do. I feel like I knew Mel. And and what I want to say is, the truth is, all of us know somebody like that. But the beautiful part that I don't want us to miss, and you said it about not not counting people out, is looking at people for who they are and accepting them for who they are. I have known several people in my life that came through like male. I would see a guy at one of my churches, and um, he would come in clapping his hands. And he'd be on fire doing his little dance, and he'd be talking about (laughs) Jesus. But do you know how many people dismissed him? That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. So many people dismissed yeah. him because he was out there and way out there, right? And so here God is sitting here telling me and wanting to remind us, we don't know what people have been through to get to where they are. And since they are where they are, if we don't dismiss them like you did not dismiss Mel, you got to enjoy. And now it's a legacy that's been created and a peace that's been given. And what he was able to impart into your life because you were open to accepting him for who he was. My God, that's big. I want everybody to think about how many people you dismissed because you thought they were over the top or too much. And what we missed out on because we did that. That's the thought. It made me think about the people that I've encountered that seemed like they were just too much. And it didn't didn't even dawn on me. Sometimes I can be too much. I know I am, whatever, right? And I'm not for everybody. I get that. But... Don't be so quick to just look at somebody for where they are and thinking like they're doing too much because I hear it all the time. They do too much. But look, many people probably said about male and then they missed out on the blessing of who he was. Man, that's big. Thank you, sis. I love you. 
I like you too. I love you too. I love you too. I would um I would go to the bookstore and just hang out with Cindy and Miss B. It was my solace. And Mel and Cindy were best friends. So um, just a couple of weeks ago, um, you could always pass by Saks at 5.30. The day would be ending. and All you would see is Mel inside with the broom in hand and an apron on. He'd be sweeping or wiping counters. He'd be putting up boxes and making sure the back shed was straight. But while we'd be at the store, Mel could never sit down. He was going to go get a ladder. He was going to hang something on the wall. He was going to make sure the shelves were straight and right where they needed to be. Oh, sister, I mean, God changed my life. I've never been the same. You know, I just want people to know, you know, he's real. His power is real all day, all day, every time in between doing the deed. Mel was going to tell you about the goodness of the father, honey, and he'd be smelling like, uh, listen, nuts, bolts, and screws, tree branches, and all of that. Honey, I didn't care. Honey, come give me a hug, Mel. Oh, high five, sister. <laughs> it's for the kingdom. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I loved Mel. <laughs> he was so dope. I mean, smell like a toolbox. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Take care. Oh, I love you so much, sister. Oh, you my sister. God, give me. You see what God do? He love me so much. He got sisters that love me, that hug me and give me kisses. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what a blessing! Like to the least of these, right? Yeah. yeah. Imagine his place in the kingdom. Imagine his place in the kingdom. Oh, my right. God. I'm telling you, I can see him up there skipping and clapping. Oh, Jesus, look. Look, they talk. You hear what they say, Jesus? <laughs> I can hear and probably him. I fall, swear. right? Is... I swear I can hear his voice. Yeah, that's I beautiful. Swear. Oh, there's Josiah. Look, look at that. This is a miracle walking right there. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I get all giddy when I think about him. He was so dope. That's Lisa, the point. You remember look at what he added to your life. Huh? You remember meeting him at the at the bookstore that day when you was in there shopping for five hours? He was out there. <laughs> now that you say that, yes, he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was here. Look, he was, if it was something happening, Mel was coming. What, what was we there? need to do? What we need to do, Dad? That's beautiful. Like, what kind of impact are we leaving on people's lives? What kind of legacy are we leaving? Even if we don't have the finances, even if we don't have the stuff, what kind of impact are we making on people's lives once they leave? That's a legacy, too. Oh! Yeah. That's that's definitely. And Mel didn't have no money? No whole bunch of money? Cindy made sure he had some money, though. He he come and help you do whatever. Okay, I gotta hurry up. I gotta go. So see see what Cindy need done. Gotta go work for Cindy. I'm on my way. Because <laughs> Cindy was gonna make sure Mel had a few dollars. He lived in a boarding house. He didn't even die in a hospital bed. He died in a little twin bed in a room full of stuff, y'all. Just just a very humble, meager little life, but it had so much weight. It has so much weight, and some of us live in the fanciest of houses, drive the best of cars, and nobody even know you know Jesus. 
Nobody has a clue that a Savior has saved you. Nobody has an idea that you've been absolved of all kinds of things that he could have held you hostage to and you still sneaking to be saved. No, ma'am. No, sir. I will not be tiptoeing. Mail walked heavy. And every dope track he went to, listen, he did it for me. He could do it for you. Behold, I'm a new creature. That was his favorite thing to say. I'm brand new. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have anything before we go? Morning, girlfriend. I'm I, glad you love the word this morning. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> <laughs> you know we know what you're gonna say, girl. <laughs> Good morning, Yvonne. We love you, pumpkin pie. <laughs> awesome declaration awesome saying. Most of all, that I, I love was getting an old mail. I, I yeah. love it so much. It was worth getting to know, I promise. Yeah. Mhm. He was. He was something special. Hey, man. Anybody else? Hey, man. Well, y'all, it's eight o'clock, straight up and down. We did that. I pray that this morning has encouraged you um, to continue to contend for the faith. I know it's not always easy to make the best decision, the wisest decision. I know sometimes it's not fun and it's not status quo. Sometimes it is contrary to culture and what culture offers. Feel good for the moment. Lose your soul for an eternity. I know that it's easier to do what you've always done than it is to change. But let me tell you something else I know. Um, in in the words of my good brother, Mel, who I will miss sorely, um, who was such an uh, asset to so many lives, he had contributed so much kindness, so much servanthood, so much witness, and rendered his life um, to be an answer for a question, can God use me after failure, after trouble, after tribulation, after a 25-plus-year prison sentence, after holding somebody hostage in a room with a machete, after banging and set claiming, can God still use me? I need you to know that my brother Mel proved that Uh, I don't even know how many countless people everywhere he went, he was going to tell somebody about the goodness of our Savior. And it it wasn't just with his words. It wasn't religious jargon. It was a life of service and surrender to the Father. And I thank God for his light. It will never go out in my heart as far as I'm concerned. And one day I'll get to see him. I pray that that would be our testimony of each and every one of your lives. Listen. 
I sat in that store every day as a gift. I didn't know how valuable that phrase would become to me. I've learned how to live from second to second without an expectation of what's going to happen tomorrow because I already know who holds it. I already know what the end will be. I already know that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm not confused. I don't have a bunch of questions. I'm positive. As imperfect as I am, I believe God. As imperfect as I am, I trust God. And as imperfect as I am, I practice what it is that we talk about and Even though I don't win every single time, I just thank God today for being uh, cognizant in the process, for being aware in the process that, God, I'm imperfect, but with you I can do all things. You are a present help in the time of troubles. You are my strength. This is not something that somebody told me. It's something that I had to learn through implementation of kingdom principles. I read the word. I understood the word, and I'm applying the word, and I just don't want anybody to lose their soul trying to figure it out when you don't have to when you have a Holy Spirit that will lead and guide you. You heard in the word, and if you get a chance, go back and read it. Acts, the fifth chapter. Read the the book in it, I mean, that, that chapter in its entirety. It is full of nuggets on how to live right now. It says that the Holy Spirit led them out. The Holy Spirit just wants to lead you into places that you don't have the power to carry yourself, but his presence. His presence will take you into places where God's glory can reign and lives be changed and there will be a a witness and a testimony of how you operated here in this earth. Are you still sneaking to be a believer? I I don't got time to sneak. I'm walking heavy in this thing. I believe God. I trust God, and I know that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Be encouraged. But more importantly than being encouraged, be intentional about radical obedience. There is a wage for obeying God, and that's being satisfied with long life and good health and strength. Make a decision today that some of the habits that you've had, you'll repent for. Not just say sorry, but begin to change those things in your life so that When you look at yourself, you don't have to be full of shame and regret, but that you can look in the mirror and say, I am a child of the Most High God. I am seated in heavenly places. I am the redeemed of the Lord, and today I say so. It feels so much better than being weighted down with a life riddled with sin. I promise. (laughs) Ask me how I know. I used to be ratchet. Ugh. But I thank God for deliverance and healing. Hallelujah. I love y'all. Again, today is a day that we have set aside for fasting and for prayer. We'll meet you right back here at 5 p.m. just to celebrate a little bit and to be encouraged and experience community. It's necessary, y'all. It's very helpful to know that you're not out here in this world by yourself, that there are some people who want to live a life for our God. 
It's necessary, and it helps. I promise. I love you guys. I'll hear you today at 5 p.m. I may not say anything, but I'll be around. I will hear you otherwise in the morning, same bat station, same bat time with more Radical Obedience. Bye, guys. Have a great day. Have a great day. Oh, have a blessed day, everyone. Declare victory. Have a great day. Hallelujah. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, you guys.